to have you today we're grateful that you've chosen to join with us on today because we know that this is a day like none other and there is definitely greatness in you and greatness ahead of you so i want to get you to just have your mindset get ready to get on in here and we're going to do something great today because i know that you've been looking forward to this particular podcast and you tuned in specifically to hear uh, something that will and Definitely change your life. I do believe so. I, you know, I do believe that there is a joy in just knowing who you are. And sometimes we try to stretch our belief system into uh, enveloping someone else's attitude, someone else's mindset, even someone else's person. Right? We try to become a cheap copy of an original when the truth of the matter is the world needs you as an original. Uh, but we sometimes judge ourselves too harshly and we keep ourselves from being all that we should be simply because of one defect. You know, I've seen people put it on stage sometimes where they take a dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill, depending on where you are, and they put that hundred dollar bill under some scrutiny. They put it in dirt. They put it in mud. They didn't turn around and put some other type of substance on that dollar bill or whatever the case may be. And at the end of the day, when they hold up that $20 bill, $100 bill, whatever the dollar bill is, they hold it up and you could see it's been marred and it's been it's been tampered with. It's been, but, but you know what's honestly true? When they hold it up and ask who wants it, there are still people who run to come get it. Right? Because they still understand that it still has value. And I think sometimes when we uh, see ourselves as anything less than what we are actually valued at, that we do ourselves a disservice by trying to devalue who we are. We devalue our capabilities. We devalue uh, even what our uh, impact would be on someone else's life. Because the truth of the matter is, there is only really uh, two people inside your head. Uh, God can hear your thoughts and you. And oftentimes, there are people that are around you who cannot hear your thoughts. They cannot see what you're thinking. They don't even know what you think of yourself. And to some degree, that may be good, right? To some degree, they don't right, have an opportunity to see and hear everything you say and or do or want to do, right? Uh, and that is great. It is, it is sometimes good to have privacy. It's good to have walls. It's good to have uh, that level of um, discreetness uh, because I've been around people who did not have a filter. I don't know about some of you, but I had a big mama who sometimes just lost that filter. And she would say exactly what came to her mind. And uh, your feelings did not matter. So I will just want to put this out to you that there, there are times in your life where I just want you to you sit back and think about how many times have you sat down and just went mm, a little bit overboard, a little bit overboard and, and judging exactly how brilliant you were not, how great you were not, uh, how, how you lacked 
strive and stamina or how you lack the power to, to accomplish the next task. It seems to me that, you know, you're running on empty and you can't get there. So you judge yourself as if this day was the last day of your life. But the truth of the matter is, if you woke up this morning, thank God, if you're listening, you did, right? that you have an opportunity to change everything in your life. Every day is a new day. And there is scripture that tells us specifically that every day is filled with brand new mercies. So we need to be able to just walk out into brand new mercies. We need to be able to stretch our hearts and our minds to the next level where we allow ourselves to just say, hey, what, you know, let's start all over again. Let's give ourselves, let's give ourselves, excuse me, an opportunity to start again and to begin with the end in mind. Now, I know we've heard that from Stephen Covey, but let's be real. I mean, it's only a great idea because God had it first. Right? He actually starts even some scriptures where he talks about that he had you in mind before time even began. So he had you in mind even before there was time, before there was an earth, before there was a sky, before there was a you or me, uh, flowers that be. He had you in mind. So he began with the end in mind. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has an intent for you. And I think we need to focus on that. So let's do this. We need to be purposeful. So let's do this. The power of purpose, the power of just walking in purpose. And so let, let me back up a little bit because you said, well, why would we talk about that? Because sometimes we walk in fear. And the reason you walk in fear is because you don't know your purpose. You don't know the authority that you've been given. And therefore, you have a purpose. What do you mean? Okay. Well, you have to have an authority. An authority derives from the simple fact that there is an intent. There is an intentionality in its being, right? So when you drive down the street or whatever the case may be, you see the sign up there that's posted. It says specifically you can only go a certain miles per hour. It's 25 miles per hour in this zone, right? Normally residential areas, maybe 35 at the most, right? And that's there because there's an intent. They know that safety demands that you only drive at this certain speed because of the things or the inherent dangers that could be there. We have to think that somebody sat there, thought about what the right speed limit would be in order to make sure that the public would be safe. If you're driving a 4,000 pound vehicle, you know what I mean? That's two tons of fun running down the street at 60 miles an hour and a 35 miles an hour zone. There is a problem with that, right? They're going to violate, they are violating, uh, the safe arc or safety, right? Of those around them and therefore putting others in harm's way because they're driving too fast. The understanding then is going back is that there was some intent. There's some intentionality in the person who devised the law, who crafted the law, who came in. But then the reflection of that intentionality is the sign that's being posted. The sign has a purpose. There had to be intent behind the sign for the sign to even be posted. Right? There had to be a whole process to get the sign, not just on the road, but to get it authorized. So there is something to be thought of, that if you're living, if you're breathing, that you are authorized to be here on the planet, right? You're authorized through intent of God to be here on the planet, and therefore you have not only the authorization, thereby the intent, and thereby the purpose of God to execute something in the land. 
we mentioned about the sign being a place for safety. There is something to be said. The sign does speak, right? The sign speaks to you when you drive down the road. It tells you what it is. And oftentimes our voices are held silent because, you know, we don't think that we have authorization. We don't think we have intentionality, right? And definitely sometimes we don't think we have purpose. But I'm going to tell you today, you can walk in that purpose, intentionality, and authorization. You can walk in that peer, if you will, that purpose from God is, is what everybody looks for, right? Um, there was a book written by the pastor of Saddleback Church, and he, he went on and on. Most people are looking for the reason for being here. They're looking for that reason for being. They're looking for one thing. Well, my question to you, what if it's not just one thing? What if you are a mosaic of God's ideas? What if God has intended you to do more than one thing? And he has authorized you with great intention to do more than one thing, to fulfill more than one purpose. I just want to ask you, have you ever really thought about that? Have you thought that the maybe at some point in time, just like um, you watch something on a television screen, let's put it this way, because maybe most of us don't paint anymore, but you know what a mosaic is. right? But you watch something on a television screen, even on your computer screen. The truth of the matter is that these things are made up of multiple millions and not trillions of dots. These, All of these things come together to create an image for you. But there are multiple, I mean, millions, trillions of dots on this, even on what you might be looking at now, if you're looking at your phone. These pixels, right? These pixels make up an image. And if you have three or four pixels that are damaged, you'll start to see that something's wrong with the image. And, and again, I, I want to tell you that there are mul a multitude or multiple multiplicity of things, if you will, that have to happen in your life in order for you to get your complete image, in order for you to come to an understanding of what it is God wants you to do. And sometimes we try to strap God into one purpose. We try to strap our lives into one purpose. We try to strap our... I mean, let's be real. If you can sing, maybe you can. Some of us can. Matter of fact, some of us can. But we can only sing if somebody who can hold their note is next to us, right? But that doesn't mean that you can't sing. It just means that you need someone to help you find your note. You need someone. You just need training. So I'm saying specifically that if you get the right training, if you get another right tutelage, you'll begin to find that there are capabilities that you have that, you know, would bless the world. You just need the training. You need to be in the right atmosphere so that your purpose and your intent could be exercised in the world. I'm not, I, I want to deal, I'll probably deal with authorization later or whether or not you're being authorized. But I think it should be evident. If you're here, right, you're authorized to be on the planet. You're authorized to be in this hemisphere. You're authorized to be here. You were authorized to be born into the house you were born in. God saw fit to make sure that happened. Now, whether or not you like the environment is the question. Whether or not it's the environment that struggles or that you struggle against day in and day out is the question. Does the environment, if you can remember, has the environment been toxic to you? Has the environment been such that it cannot or will not provide you the right substrate or ground to, to put your feet upon? 
that you could grow even more and be stronger, be stronger. Maybe if you didn't have a positive environment, if you didn't have positive influences, if you didn't have those positive influences, then yes, it could be a struggle. I'm going to tell you, and I think you know this, it would probably be a bigger struggle for you than those who came out of a positive environment, those who came out of a loving atmosphere. It might be a bigger struggle, but let me tell you, it's worth the struggle. Because if you have children, your children are going to thrive. You can use those things that were negative in your environment to be positive, to be caring, to be loving, to be gentle, to be kind. I didn't say nice. So we can go into that later on. But to be so much more like what you know your life should be. That you could be that individual for your children, that you could be that parent, that you could be not just for your children, maybe even your own siblings. The things that you know are missing, you know, I say, for instance, if I know I wake up in the morning and I go throughout my day and I've forgotten, I don't know, to brush my teeth. Usually there is a sign that I know, hey, you need to brush your teeth, right? I could be stupid and go throughout the for those of you, I could be dumb or ignorant and go throughout the rest of the day and never ever brush my teeth that would be wrong or i could go back to the sink turn that water on right find that toothpaste and that toothbrush maybe some mouthwash and some dental floss get after it and be happy for the rest of the day i me taking care of myself taking care of me making sure i do what's necessary to make me better Helps others. Because here's the truth. If I don't brush my teeth, if I don't take care of myself, I will definitely offend all who I talk to. Right? So we got to realize that if we can take care of ourselves, right? Even this simple as illustration, right? If we don't take care of ourselves, then yes, we could definitely offend those around us. We could definitely impart some bad atmosphere for, to those that are around us. Right? And we definitely don't want to offend too many people. Now, I know some of you out there say, I'll just throw some chewing gum in my mouth. Yeah, you could. You're right. And sometimes that works. Sometimes. But you out there know that there are times where you still feel that grit in your mouth. Right? And you feel it. And it can throw you off mentally. And it could actually distract you. Right? It'll keep you like, can they smell my breath over this gum? Listen, do what's right. Do what's necessary. I'm sure they probably have some gum out there that might even brush your teeth for you, but that's not what we're talking about right now, right? It is the action that's necessary. It is the proper action that's necessary, right? You need to take proper action. Mitigations are great, but when you know what to do, do it. Don't shy away from it. Don't walk away from it. And Please don't say it costs too much because here's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to cost you a lot more not to do the right thing. Listen, there's old saying when I was in the government is that you could do, <laughs> we might not be able to afford to do the right thing the first time, but apparently we can afford to do the wrong thing twice. We don't want to do that, right? We don't want to pay double cost. You want to do it in excellence. You want to do it in such a way that others may even strive to look at how you've done it. You want to do it in such a way that others are encouraged to do it the way you've done it, or even better, right? They're not going to be you. They're going to implicate, they're going to, if you will, take from what you've done, 
and make it their own. Because here's the truth. You might brush your teeth starting at the top. I might brush mine starting at the bottom. As long as we brush our teeth, what does it, what difference does it make? The idea is that we get it done. We get it done and we make sure that we are doing those things that are positive for us so that we can definitely be impactful, positively impactful to those that are around us. Right? This promotes health, promotes health in our body, promotes health in our mind, and then ultimately promotes health to those we come in contact with. Because the truth of the matter is, we come together over and over and over again, and we interact with so many people and so many personalities. And many of those people are void of understanding. They're void of, uh, of understanding exactly what we're talking about now. That they're e they are authorized to be here. They're authorized by God to be in this time, this, this space and time. And that they have an intent, there's an intentionality behind their being. And they have a purpose. And we get sometimes confused about that, right? I'm going to say that again. That you're authorized. There's an intentionality from God. And therefore, there is a purpose that you must execute, right? And that means that you just like uh, again and again, we find ourselves uh, needful for companionship. We find ourselves needful to hear the voice of others. We find ourselves needful when you cook something good and you ask people, hey, how does it taste? Right? You want that. You want that feedback. There are companies that are making a lot of money just by taking surveys. They want the feedback. The intent then is, let me share this story. The intent then is to accept that, 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 that criticism, right? In and actually turn it into a positive. So let me say this. Sometimes we, we avoid criticism. We avoid, uh, people giving us critiques, if you will. Uh, there are critiques that are just negative in nature and can become very toxic. Uh, and, and even so, uh, could even degrade the way you think about yourself. But that can only happen if you believe the person speaking to you has more power than God. Ah, yeah, that's right. I just said that. It can only happen if you believe the person who's speaking to you has more power than God. If they're not God, if they're not capable of actually determining where you go, what you do, or even better yet, determine whether or not you are authorized to be on a planet, if you have intentionality and purpose, then maybe they should just step back. So you should actually examine Right, the intentionality of the individual providing you the critique. Do they intend to break you down to the point where you're humiliated? So let me share this story. There's this guy named Samson in the Bible, right? Uh, and he had some great power and anointing from God where he could do great feats of strength. Uh, but what was interesting is that the people who wanted to uh, capture Samson because of the great economic distresses that he caused and the fact that he caused an upheaval for 20 plus years. Uh, the Philistines, they wanted to capture him and, and put him away. They, but they didn't just want to capture him and put him away. They wanted to humiliate him as well. Right? The intent then was to cut his hair, which was a sign of the covenant that he had with God. To cut his hair, to take away his strength, but not just take away his strength, humiliate him. There are people who are like that, who desire to cut your hair, to humiliate you, to poke your eyes out, to make sure you can't see. There are those who will usher in a critique to try to make you less than who you are. I get it. The truth of the matter is you have to be mindful of where you lay your head. 
See, Samson decided to put his head in the wrong place, to lay his head in the wrong place and to trust the wrong people. And oftentimes, if that's what you're doing, where you're trusting the wrong people, if you can't see the true intent of Delilah, because Samson's uh, woman at the time was Delilah, and she was the one that cut his hair. You got to be careful who you tell your secrets to. You got to be careful who you share your innermost thoughts with. You got to be careful who you share your intimacy with God with. You do. You have to be. Because everybody's not. You complete, complete it for you. Everybody, let me better yet say, say it this way. Everybody's not in agreement with God's authorization for you to be here, his intentionality, and his purpose for you. Can you, can we do that? I'll do it the other way. God's not, everybody's not ready for God's idea for you, right? God's purpose for your life, his intentionality behind your life, and you, you being authorized to be in this place because they want to take your authority away. The whole point of demeaning or humiliating someone is to diminish their capability to have an impact into someone else's life. The whole purpose of that is to actually, at some point in time, whether or not you want to think about it in its truest form, is to take more ground intellectually, emotionally, physically, right? They want to actually impede your progress in life so that they themselves could have more. This is what it is. And it's it's toxic because whenever somebody wants to take over and they want to actually do more and more and more and they want to push you aside, not taking into account the thoughts and the ideas of others, this is a toxic environment. You want to be in an environment where people are helpful, where people can see the contribution that you have, where people understand that you can contribute and you have value. You want to be in that environment. I'm going to challenge you today to look around, to see if there are people who can actually understand the value you bring, to see if there are people who understand it. You know, the the point of you being in the room makes the room better. That's the type of people you want to be around. You want to be around people who encourage you, who give you lift, right? Who who trigger you and push you to the next level. The people that actually are challenging you to do greater things. And and not that those that actually say, well, uh, it's good enough. It's going to be all right. You know, I want to be around someone who encourages me. Someone who challenges me to get all that's in me out of me that the world might benefit. See, because I have a grander scheme. Because in my mind, God intended for me to be a part of his great kingdom. God has a plan and a purpose for me that's beyond my imagination. God has things in store for me that I can't even fathom. And he's going to reveal it to me a piece, a bit at a time. Piece by piece by piece by piece. Just like he reveals your purpose a bit at a time. Piece by piece by piece by piece. And oftentimes we want the whole picture, but you're not ready for the whole picture. There are times when we're not ready to receive everything that God has for us. So we need to enjoy this day because the truth of the matter is we grow incrementally, right? Everything happens incrementally. And there's an old song that says, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all that I'm asking of you. One day at a time. One day at a time. Taking it one day at a time. Guess what? You only get one day at a time. You only get. The problem is when you try to take two and three and four, you, you usher in frustration. You usher in anxiety. You're given one day. 24 hours. Accomplish all that God has intended for you in that one day. Right? Begin to be intentional in your life. To figure out how you can make the most of the next 24 
so that you can actually get after those things that are going to happen on tomorrow. So set your tomorrow up today. Set it up today. Set it up so that you could be progressive. You could be ready. You could be mindful. You could be positive. You could be thoughtful. You could be faithful. You could be encouraging. You could be the one who gives lifts to others. You can be that individual who continues to not only strengthen others, because as you strengthen others, you will strengthen yourself. I'm telling you that these things change your life. When you realize that you're authorized to do the will of God, that there's intentionality behind his creation for you. And definitely that there is purpose that will be revealed over time. You will be more and more and more like what you've been envisioning for so And I guarantee you not only that, that when God is done, it will blow your mind. Until next time, just remember we're doing this for your life and your legacy. You stay tuned. There's more in store. And guess what? You need to get that greatness out of you. Go ahead, get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And remember, there is greatness inside of you. We're here to help you get it out. And I know you know that. You know you can, you know there's greatness inside of you. Go ahead and tell yourself, God's made me great for such a time as this. Like and share. Until next time.